0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Talking Softball with Coach B. And as always, I want to thank everyone for listening. It's been uh, it's been a great time, and I enjoy the feedback that we get about the podcast and about the episodes we do. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about a project that's coming down the road as a part of Coach B Softball and. The Coach B Softball Academy, but we'll lead into that here in a little bit. You know, it's an exciting time of the year. High school season has started. The younger teams in select ball have started. Obviously, college softball has been going now for, you know, a little bit over a month. So it's back to softball season. The weather may not be allowing us to, to truly enjoy it. But it's great to see teams back on the field. I got a chance to go out this past weekend and, and watch a little bit of 14 U softball and, and watch some of our American Freedom teams. And, you know, it's just exciting to, to see the teams back on the field, see the game being played. You know, I've been a part of this game now for over 30 years, and it's, uh, it, it's great to see where it is, and, and it's exciting to think about where we're going to be able to take it hopefully not so far in the future and you know it's just one of those things where you just continue to watch the play on the field get better and and you continue to see a number of different tools that that are going to assist in making the game better and programs that make the game better but you know while i was out there at the ballpark this weekend i got a chance to talk to a good friend of mine and we were standing there watching and, and talking about it and he's with another organization here in the DFW area and we were talking about the cycle of teams and, and the cycle of softball as it moves through each age group and one of the things that, that we always end up circling back to is just player movement and team movement and there just seems to be a lot of that in the game today and we, we were trying to kind of, throw some ideas back and forth at each other about why that happens, you know. And we actually, we made a friendly wager that, you know, by the end of March, there's going to be at least two teams in an age group that disband or blow up because it's just, it's very volatile. And at times it's, uh, you know, a very fluid, a very fluid sport. It seems like players, parents are always looking for better options. Coaches are looking for better options and you know we just made a little friendly wager we said hey i bet by april 1st two teams are going to be wearing different uniforms than they're wearing today and you know that's that's disappointing in a way that's frustrating uh because i don't know it could be two of my teams and hopefully it's not but it could be and that every organization or every group always lives with the chance of that happening and i want to talk about why does that happen and Today I want to talk to coaches. And the reason I want to talk to coaches is we're beginning the Coach B Softball Academy, which is a, a softball only training program here in North Texas. And it's it's going to be a it's going to be an exciting adventure for us. We're going to offer a lot of obviously skill development. You know, we'll have a full package of skill development with hitting and defense and pitching and what we do there. We're going to use a lot of analytics with that. We're going to spend time on mental development and developing mental games and seeing where players are mentally and what their knowledge of the game is and seeing how we can work with them to improve that. But we also want to work with coaches and we also want to spend time with coaches because I think a part of the issue when we talk about teams that disband or teams that underperform, I'm not saying it's the coach's fault, but there's pieces in the program that are missing. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit today, and obviously it's going to be a major part of what we talk about in the academy. So let's look at it, okay? Let's look at the process of what we do as coaches when we decide, yes, I'm going to be a coach. Yes, I want to have a team and and I want to make sure that I do what's possible to allow that team to succeed. And I'm going to use the word success first because I think we have to define what is success because a lot of people are going to define success as well, our team scored more runs than the other team, so we succeeded and we won. That's an outcome of a game. That's that's not overall success of a team or of a program. That's just we won that game. When we're talking about success in developing a program, is our program healthy? Is our team healthy? Does it have a healthy culture? Does it have a healthy mindset about the game. Obviously, we need to have skills, right? We need to have players that are talented, and we need to have a a solid player development program to help those players. But I think it, it starts even before that, right? And so I go back to what I just said. I decide to be a coach. So I'm going to coach this team in whatever age group. It may be 10U, it may be 16U, whatever it may be. What am I going to do? What is my plan? And I think that's the first question we have to answer is what is the plan going to be for my team? Right? And when we talk about a plan, I think it has to start with a vision. I've been very fortunate in my career. I started three collegiate softball programs. It was tough. It was a lot of work. But what made it easier for me was I had developed a plan, and then I was able to just implement that plan three different times. And you know, fortunately, each time it developed a successful program. So let's talk about the plan. What's it take to have a solid plan? Well, I think it starts with what's our vision? Right? I always try to make sure that I write a vision statement, you know, what do I see? Where do I want to see this program? And I think we have to look at that in, in a couple of areas. We need to have to look at it in the short term, and then we have to look at it in the long term, right? Where could it be now, and where can it be four or five years from now, right? You know, and I think if I'm gonna start out as a 10U coach, when I look at my vision for this team that I'm going to coach, I need to start with a good solid vision of where we're going to be at 10, but what's my vision for developing these players through 12U, 14U, ultimately to 16U and 18U? So I think it starts with a vision. And when we talk about that vision, I mean, we have to make sure that we don't have tunnel vision and only concentrate on where we are now, right? And obviously it's difficult because, you know, as a college coach, I was able to recruit. So when I set my vision plan, well, then I went out and recruited my talent to match my vision, right? Well, sometimes we don't have that option. Sometimes in select ball or you know, high school or wherever it may be, we sometimes have to play the hand we're dealt. So once we create our vision and have an idea what our vision is going to be, we have to be able to be flexible with that vision and make adjustments as we see needed, right? And obviously, we there's a number of areas that go into that vision plan, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but I think we have to start with a vision. What is our vision statement for our team. We need to write that down. That needs to be written down, okay? And then after that, what are my objectives that, that I have to use to make sure that I'm implementing and succeeding at getting my team to match my vision? What are the objectives that I need to use to move forward. And some people say, well, those are goals. I use the word objectives because I think when we set goals, we have to understand that there's two types of goals. We have internal, external, you know, I talk to players all the time about goals and they're like, well, I want to hit 300 or I want to hit 400 or I want to hit 10 home runs. Those are outcome related. We can't really control those things. When we talk about objectives, They have to be things that are within our control and obviously things that we have the ability to not only control but implement. Those are the tools to match what our vision statement is, okay? And they have to stay consistent, all right? We don't want to continually be rewriting our vision statement. We may have to adjust it. But we can't just start over every three months with a new vision statement because then we're not moving in in a consistent direction. So then we get our objectives set, okay? We have this vision. We have these objectives on how we want to meet that vision, okay? Well, what do we do with it? Well, we have to be able to communicate it. We have to be able to communicate our vision statement and our objectives to Everyone involved and when we talk about everyone involved we talk about the players We talk about the parents We talk about anybody that's going to be engaged in that program Again, I go back to when I was a college coach when I talked about my objectives in my vision statement Obviously we had a number of areas that we had to work in right not just with our players parents we had to work within the university environment so our vision statement and our objectives had to match with the policies and procedures of the university the athletic department in the university we also had to work with boosters and supporters you know what was our community engagement program how were we going to engage in our community so that our team was recognized as a part of not only our campus but the community and the region we were in so that people would come out and support the program and we could generate a booster base right those had to be all be a part of the plan they had to be a part of our objectives you know and also we played within a conference or the ncaa i coached at some nai schools also So my objectives had to fall in line there, right? You know, and I think sometimes as as coaches, we don't realize that every association we're a part of has a vision statement and they have objectives and they have a plan. So we would hope that those things that we're developing fall in line with what that association is also, right? Right. And uh, you know, we have to understand what's important and how we implement it, and then we have to communicate it to everybody involved. And then I think there's a really key part here that has to become very important for us as coaches, because we can't lose sight of our vision. and we can't misuse or forget about our objectives, is we have to be passionate about that vision and about those objectives because if we're passionate about them then the people in that are involved with us will stay engaged and be passionate about it right why will teams blow up before april 1st teams are going to blow up before april 1st because they don't see the vision they don't understand the objectives and they don't see a directed passion in one direction moving forward. They lose faith in the team. They lose faith in the coaches. They lose faith in their teammates. They want to go a different direction, right? And, and we have to understand that's a part of it, right? It's why the transfer portal has become a big part of college athletics, right? It's why people move their athletes. In high school, from one school to the other, because they just don't believe in the vision anymore. They don't believe in the plan. And then obviously it happens in select sports every season. At the end of every season, it's, it's a very volatile, very fluid time. And there's a lot of movement, right? You know, we lost some teams this winter and we gained some teams this winter. We know that's going to happen, but how do we minimize that? We minimize that by having a solid vision, a solid list of objectives that we're working with, and we make sure that everyone around us knows that and we're passionate about it. And there's more that goes into it than that, but I think that's the starting point. And I think think a lot of times that's what's missed. I see it with teams in my organization. I see it at the high school level. I see it at the college level. We try to put the cart in front of the horse. We're so concerned about winning those games and building that championship caliber team that we're just out trying to find the best talent and we're just trying to put the best group of talent on the field and all we wanna do is win, win, win. Winning is a byproduct of a solid plan. Winning is a byproduct of the buy-in factor of everyone into that vision and into those objectives and having clear and concise communication and having passion to implement that and see it through. I'll end today with a quick story about that because 2014 we had an opportunity to to play for and ultimately win a national championship and I've told that story, but one key part of that story that I haven't shared is the number of alumni that were so excited and so engaged in that championship. Because we started that program nine years before that. Our first season was 05, 04, 05. And there were a lot of athletes that came before that championship team. And there was a lot of failure on the field. But there was a lot of success in building the program, building the base, and, and, and players handing it down from year to year. You know, We had a great tradition of singing Sweet Caroline after every home win. And that started early in the history of our program because we were on a terrible losing streak, and we came out and won a big conference game. And after the game, sweet Caroline happened to come up on the radio and, or up on the, the PA system after the game. And, and I said, it feels so good. And some of the players got really excited and we started singing the song. So it started out with us singing it just as a group in the outfield after wins. And then as we continued to grow with it and we continued to have more success after the game, we went to home plate and sung it with our fans and people looked forward to that and people got on their feet and everybody in the ballpark would sing it was great passion right great passion but that was handed down early in the building of that program when we weren't winning but we were being successful in building what was to come and then at the world series we were very fortunate one of my catchers from the early years, was working in Washington, D.C. at the time, so she was able to come down to Salem, Virginia for the championship, and and she came down, spent a couple days with us, and and to talk with her and, and to see just the emotion and passion in her eyes about where the program was and what the role was she had played in getting it there, that's what it was all about. That's what it was all about was every player from the start of that program up to that year when we won that championship, they knew they played a role in that championship because we had a plan and they bought into it. And and you could ask recruits and players that ultimately came to play for me, but you, you would ask them, why did they choose that program? And they would say because of the plan and the p- passion that everyone had in that plan, right? So I guess what I want to you know, leave our coaches with today is you're going to spend a lot of time at practice fielding ground balls and swinging at pitches and trying to throw strikes and you're going to get frustrated when that doesn't happen and you're going to get happy when it does. But if you want to truly have success at this, and I'm not talking about one season success, I'm talking about a long-term success, I challenge you develop a solid vision, have quality objectives to meet that vision communicate it with everyone involved, and create passion about that. And that's gonna take you a long way to success. It's gonna get you through the tough times, and it's gonna keep you moving forward with the good times, okay? So that's my message today. I just wanted to share that. We are going to be sending out some information, and you're going to see a lot of social media information about our Coaches Academy, which is a part of Coach B Softball Academy, and, and there's a lot of components to it. There's going to be, obviously, information that I send out. There's going to be recorded videos. There'll be live webinars we may even have some live meetings in person because this is something that i think is really important and i think we miss on it and it keeps us from really having the experience we want to have so i would hope that the coaches out there listening today look will look for that information and and hopefully engage in that coaches academy i'm looking forward to it i'm excited you know i'm developing my vision for it i'm developing my objectives for that academy, because it's no different. That's not just the key to success in athletics. That's the key to success in business, and you know I think it's even key to success in life. So I thank you for your time today. Please look for that information. And again, thank you for listening, and I look forward to next time. Well, that's it for today. I wanna thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash Talking Softball. gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.